You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Well, guys, the major question is, how many women out there have actually had quote-unquote massages with Deshaun Watson? Now, we know that he actually um settled, I believe, 24 lawsuits that have alleged misconduct. He is actually suspended right now by the NFL 11 games. And the NFL actually wanted this man gone for the full season, a full year. Because, folks, the NFL and the Browns, they truly don't know how many more women will come out the woodworks. They don't know that. It would not surprise me if there was 10 more women. It really, really would not. Just when Deshaun Watson, the Browns, and the NFL thought that all of his legal problems were behind him, oh, no. There is another lawsuit now, folks. Here we go. Check this out. Deshaun Watson hit with another lawsuit. Deshaun Watson is five games into an 11-game suspension for 24 lawsuits of sexual misconduct and was just hit with another one, as reported on Thursday night. Now, this is just hot off the presses, like a few hours old. The Cleveland Browns might have thought all the off-field concerns were done for Deshaun Watson, but apparently, that's not going to be the case. And they gave this man all that money, man, fully guaranteed. And quarterbacks now that are coming up, like um, Lamar Jackson, uh, not getting fully guaranteed money. I mean, what the Browns did was just egregious here. And Sean Watson, that 11-game suspension could actually be, be extended. He actually has to meet criteria to actually come back. And with another lawsuit, I'm not sure if he'll be back after 11 games. I just don't know. Also, Rhodes had mentioned, mentioned something also that um, the contract that he signed with the Browns, there could be a little bit of jeopardy with that. Because it was based off of the lawsuits actually being uh, settled. This is brand new. I'm not really sure. But it says here, on Monday, he returned to the facility in Berea and was allowed to work out and attend meetings as he tries to work his way back from a suspension, which I was completely against. This is something new right here, folks. Usually when you're suspended, you're gone. You're gone till you're actually allowed to return after your suspension is up. But I digress. But then just a few days later, he was hit with another lawsuit. Cameron Justice, now she's a uh, sports sports reporter out there in uh, Cleveland, uh, was among those who reported that Watson is being sued for seeking sex, doing a massage. In This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 2020 by a woman who remains unidentified. And this is the tweet here. I'm going to clean it up, folks, because we're talking about Deshaun Watson here. Uh, but uh, Cameron Justice tweets out. A new lawsuit has been filed against Brown's QB Deshaun Watson as another woman, a licensed massage therapist, only identified as Jane Doe, accuses him of seeking sets during a massage session in 2020 
and being able to, quote, pressure her into. Yeah, you can see it right there. Now, this woman is actually a licensed massage therapist right here. So this isn't somebody I believe that uh, he actually found on Instagram. So this this woman here is licensed and she alleged that she was pressured into some. How can I say it? Oral action. Wow. Cleveland traded three first round pits for Watson this offseason after the star quarterback set out the 2021 season while with the Houston Texans. During that time, he was hit with several lawsuits. The number had grown to 24 and all were represented by Houston attorney um, Tony Busby. Man, I wonder what the Browns actually going to have to say about this. I'm really wondering about that now, folks, because if there's another woman that's coming out, there's probably a couple of more, if not more than that. Uh, but this woman is allegedly a licensed massage therapist, and she was, quote unquote, pressured into doing some things with Deshaun Watson. So, guys, what is the future of Deshaun Watson? We don't really know. And actually, uh, Deshaun Watson can't address the media uh, to the Browns. So I guess um, we're probably going to hear something from his attorneys. Now, I do believe um, on another article uh, they had mentioned that um, his attorney had not um, heard about the lawsuit yet. Like I said, it's, it's pretty fresh right here. But man, Roger Goodell up on appeal. You wanted Deshaun Watson gone for the full season. And I believe that the reason why the NFL wanted this man gone is because of this situation right here. That could actually be more lawsuits to come out. Wow. I don't know what else to say about this, guys, but that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let's so stick about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you go over and check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. 25% off USA First. 25% off USA First. Go now. I'm back, Rodriguez, for our Black and White Network. Well, one of the things you guys know we do on this channel is cover the total and complete um, failure that is Beetlejuice herself, Lori Lightfoot, and, of course, everything that she's done to uh, further destroy Chicago. Now, they've had Democratic leadership up there for a long time, and it has been an issue, but things just got worse. You brought in a radical mayor a member of the LGBTQ LMNOP community that jumped right on that defund the police bandwagon. Combine that with Kim Fox up there, and you've got a serious, serious issue with crime. And I've got a couple of new cases that we're going to shine some light on here in Lori Lightfoot's Chicago, and I think I'm going to try to start covering these radical mayors across the United States a little bit more um, because we got to realize this this kind of democratic crap is getting down to a ground level of cities okay you got to start we got to start looking at cities 
Conservatives have got to get band together. You've got to start raising your voice in these cities, okay? I feel like conservatives just have sort of conceded these cities, okay? And I'm not sure that necessarily is the case. Look, when you've got Oregon in play for a a potential Republican governor, I wouldn't count nothing out at this point. I really wouldn't. Um, so, anyway, uh, you, you, you get the point that I'm trying to make here. So, let's look at this first one. <laughs> These are both from The Blaze, and uh, they just both popped up in the last day or so. Chicago community leaders say they caught a suspect in the abuse of an 11-year-old, but he was released on a technicality. I would assume this is said scumbag. Community leaders in a Chicago neighborhood said they were able to capture a suspect in a heinous in the heinous abuse of an 11-year-old. I am cleaning this up a bit for YouTube, but the man was released because of a technicality. The family of the girl is understandably outraged after they were told that the man was not charged with a crime, was not under arrest, and that the investigation was continuing. The 11-year-old, whose identity is protected, obviously, said she was dragged into an alley by a man while she was on her way home from school on Thursday at 3 p.m. She was on South Indiana Avenue so on what's known as, quote, safe passage route where there's supposed to be a trusted adult to protect children. She was able to escape and describe the man to the police who circulated the sketch of the suspect. That is the guy. The sketch was spread widely in the neighborhood, so that Monday, when some people thought they saw the man who fit the description on the suspect, they chased him down and held him for the police. Good job. At the time, they called the family of the girl on FaceTime, and her mother got a screenshot of the suspect. It was shown to the girl, and she reportedly said she was sure it was the man who attacked her. Quote, she started shaking real bad, started crying and saying, that's him. That's him. We had to hold her because she was shaking real bad, so I knew she knew what she was talking about, according to the girl's grandmother. And she told that to WBBM-TV. She said she'll never forget that face ever. But that act might have tainted the investigation. What? The family's victim said the police told them the photo identification isn't the same as picking a suspect out of a lineup. Okay, quote, the detective is working with the state attorney general's office and the family. We're going to do whatever we can to build the case properly, but that's obviously not a a positive photo array, said Chicago Police Chief of of Detectives Brennan Dennehan. I don't know. WBBM-TV legal analyst Irv Miller explained the problem when a crime victim is shown One picture of an offender that in and of itself is tainted. It's called unreliable identification. At the very minimum, they should see multiple people, multiple pictures, multiple people in the lineup. Okay. Miller went on to say the man could be charged later on after a better legal case against him as established by police. The family and supporters are pressuring officials to move faster to charge the man. They want, also want to know where the safe passage workers were when the girl needed them the most. 
Where were they when my grandbaby needed them? Where were they? It's sad that you have to have something called, quote, safe passage to begin with. And it gets worse from here, I guess. I don't know. 11-year-old is probably worse, but this is pretty damn bad. Woman arrested after Chicago landlord found dismembered in freezer. We got us a Jeffrey Dahmer situation up here. That's right. Literally. On Monday, Chicago police discovered the body of a missing landlord stuffed inside of a freezer located at a home. I mean, it, can it get worse up there? What is going on? What is Lightfoot doing? Are you still singing karaoke and dancing, dancing the cha-cha right now? Are you just ignoring everything? You've got to be... Look, you've got to be ignoring things on purpose at this point. You truly do. I mean, come on. You've got every... you got urban gang warfare to freaking what looks like serial killers going on. Wow. I mean, is that the worst place on the planet at this point? A tenant who rented a room in the landlord's house was believed to be connected to the grisly murder and taken into custody. Frances Walker, the landlord, resided in her home for decades and sometimes rented rooms out to other females. Neighbor Miranda Castillo, Castello told WFLD, quote, I know that she's very friendly. She's familiar with everybody else in the neighborhood. Another neighbor, Andy, noted that Walker tended to guard the garden in her front yard every morning, so it became suspicious when neighbors uh, suspicious when neighbors did not see her for several days. We just assumed she was sick because it's flu season. And then we started to realize she wasn't around, and we tried calling her. We received no text or call, and that's when we thought something had to have happened. Chicago police chief of detectives, this guy again, Brendan Dinahan, stated, quote, when the police arrived, that individual told the police that there was another suspect who lived in the residence who the other tenants were afraid of, and that that suspect had recently called a tow truck and carried a heavy bag out to the tow truck. Authorities tracked down the tow truck, who reported that the person he was transporting had pulled a knife on him. When the officers arrived at the scene, they took the suspect into custody. The driver revealed that the suspect allegedly tossed a large bag into a garbage can about three miles from the residence. Police located the trash bag and discovered it was filled with blood-soaked towels and animal remains. Holy shit. Based upon that evidence, the detectives were able to go into the residence and they eventually discovered human remains in the freezer. At that point, we backed out of the residence to secure a search warrant. Walker's body had been dismembered, and the tenant suspected to be responsible for the gruesome murder was placed under arrest. Sources told WFLD the female tenant is currently being questioned by authorities, but is not cooperating with the investigation. No shit. The news outlet reported Chicago Police Department opened a homicide investigation, but no charges have been filed at this time. Hope to God the DA don't let her go. I mean, at this point, nothing would surprise me. Remember the guy with the axe in NYC? Yeah, got arrested again. Yeah, got let go again. Wow, wow. 
another another week in Lori Lightfoot's Chicago. Unbelievable. I mean, she is literally trying to successfully just run the gauntlet of heinous acts committed in one city in how many different ways can we come up with for one person to have lost total and complete control of an entire area. Congratulations. This woman is running for re-election. Unfortunately, the candidates behind her, they don't look much better. You got an old Obama-loving progressive radical that's also trying to get in there. I can't remember her name. I mentioned her in a video. I ain't going to worry about it right now. Eventually, we'll have to talk about her again. So, make sure you hit subscribe. Beetlejuice. Wow. We got us a serial killer. We got an 11-year-old abuser. Police pulling technicalities on that. Wow. I'd be outraged over that little girl. I truly would. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, here in this video. As you guys know, over the past few years, there's been a bunch of investigations into the Washington Commanders uh, franchise. And remember the whole John Gruden thing when he actually got fired? All of those uh, leaked emails, that actually came from the Washington Redskins investigation. I believe it was something like 650,000 emails. And there was actually allegations, though, of um, of uh, sexual harassment, harassment of women. There was actually even congressional hearings um, about this whole thing. Now, Dan Snyder is not operating in day to day operations with the franchise. He's not doing that. He still actually owns the team. And some people may actually be wondering, why is he still the owner? Why hasn't he actually been forced to sell? That would actually probably be a pretty good question here. But if these allegations that we're going to be talking about now are true, there's a reason why Dan Snyder is still the owner of the Washington Commanders here. Over here on OutKick, Dan Snyder reportedly has dirt on other NFL owners, Roger Goodell. They can't F with me. Now, including owners, he's also talking about uh, Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys here as well. And Jerry Jones is probably the most powerful owner in the NFL. But let's read some of this, guys. Given the multiple investigations he is facing, it feels like a matter of when, not if Dan Snyder loses ownership of the Washington Commanders. Nevertheless, Snyder has owned the franchise for 23 years. And in that time, he's reportedly collected dirt on owners around the league, and Commissioner Roger Goodell. A recent report from ESPN claims that Snyder has said he's gathered so many secrets that he has enough ammunition to blow up the league before anything may happen to his position with the commanders. Snyder has even said, quote, they can't F with me, according to the report. The NFL is aware of Snyder's Snyder's not collecting of dirt, too. 
lead sources have said the NFL knows of Snyder's claims of tracking fellow owners. One of the owners Snyder has allegedly kept close tabs on is Jerry Jones. Now, there has been allegations out there in public about Jerry Jones. Allegations that he actually uh, fathered um, a woman, a young woman now out of uh, wedlock and that um, he was actually paying money, hush money on the whole thing. And she actually uh, was suing Jerry Jones, but that lawsuit actually um, got dropped. And there's been other allegations about uh, Jerry Jones on a plane uh, with some other um, owners when it came to like, I believe, a cheerleader or something. I don't remember exactly, but that information has been out there. And Dan Snyder has been been around a very, very long time. So I'm pretty sure he probably has uh, some stuff on owners. But is it enough to actually blow up the league? I don't know. Uh, Quote, one owner was told by Snyder directly that he, quote, has dirt on Jerry Jones, a team source told ESPN. Though the nature of the information was unclear, another source confirmed that Snyder has told a confidant that he has, quote, a foul on Jones. Now, of course, you know, the um, the Redskins and the Cowboys, you know, their division rivals also as well. But it goes on. It says, while all of this information comes from various unnamed sources, a former commander's executive went on record and gave insight into Snyder's mindset. The former executive claims Snyder thinks he has enough on all the owners and thinks he's got stuff on Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner. Another source even went as far as to call Snyder, quote, the most powerful owner in the league, given the dirt he has on various people of power. Now, if he actually does have all of this dirt on all of the NFL owners and that he could actually blow up the league, then probably, you know, he has enough dirt to actually blow it up. Remember, this man is still the owner. He's just not doing the day to day operations of uh, the House Oversight and Reform Committee launched a workplace misconduct and sexual harassment investigation into both Snyder and the commanders in October of 2021. Over 40 women have accused Snyder and team executives of sexual harassment and inappropriate behavior. A total of 15 women claim harassment took place over the course of 18 years in 2020. Snyder recently uh, called out the House Oversight Committee over the investigation itself, claiming it was it has not been uh, fair. Uh, quote, the investigation of the Washington commanders has not has not been fair, thorough or bipartisan. And it certainly hasn't sought the truth from the beginning. The committee set out with a singular purpose to destroy Dan Snyder and his family and attempt with deception, innuendo and half truths to drive him from the National Football League. A letter from Snyder's legal team read uh, the NFL will hold annual league meetings in New York on Tuesday. It'll be interesting to see if anything comes from the meetings, given that many NFL owners reportedly want to see Snyder remove this owner much sooner rather than later. So there you have it, guys. Dan Snyder has, uh, I guess, a little black book on NFL owners. And if they actually try to make a move and remove him, he's going to unleash everything on them. And apparently it can actually blow up the league. I don't know how much he does have. Do I believe he actually has stuff on owners? Yeah, I do. I mean, Dan Snyder has been around a while and I'm pretty sure that other owners also have 
stuff on other owners. I mean, these guys are billionaires and, you know, this is the way their inner circle actually works. But is it enough to actually take down the whole league? I don't know, man. I really, really don't know. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, we need to talk about the great Dallas Cowboys former quarterback, Troy Aikman, who actually now works on Monday Night Football. Now, Troy Aikman played in a much different era. And when people actually look at, look at his numbers and try to compare it to today, it doesn't hold up. Why? It's because the NFL game was much different back then. Actually, it was a lot more run focused. But also, folks, it was a lot more physical. I mean, Troy Aikman is a Hall of Famer. And he's considered to have probably the greatest offensive line in NFL history. But however, even with that offensive line, Troy Aikman suffered a bunch of concussions. Why? It's because the game was much more physical. Even the great Steve Young, he had a ton of concussions. But now, guys, the NFL, especially this season, has gotten very, very soft. Extremely soft. I know that um, the quarterbacks are the glamour position for NFL teams. If you don't have a quarterback, you probably can't win a Super Bowl. But on Monday Night Football, Troy Aikman was very, very critical of the rough and the passer call on Derek Carr against the Kansas City Chiefs. And looking at that, folks, I was thinking, man, that is pretty bad right there. That is not rough and the passer. Just like um, when Tom Brady was sat, that was not rough and the passer. Even though I believe the call was actually worse on the Chiefs when it came to Derek Carr. No way in hell was that actually roughing the passer. And Troy Aikman was very, very vocal about that on um, Monday Night Football. I mean, he said we need to take the dresses off or something like that. And then the woke mob got triggered and it came for him. And now, guys, I'm very, very disappointed in my quarterback, Troy Aikman. He is now bent the knee. Here we go on TMZ Sports. Troy Aikman on Monday Night Football Controversy. My comments were dumb. Now, this isn't a direct apology, but it's pretty much, you know, an apology. I mean, it just is right here. This is very, very disappointing, guys, and I don't know what happened why it reloaded like that if you're actually watching here on YouTube. But anyway, let's read this, guys. Troy Aikman is speaking out publicly for the first time since making controversial remarks. I don't consider it controversial. Doing Monday Night Football, calling his comments dumb. Quote, my comments were dumb. Just shouldn't have made them, Aikman said during a radio appearance on 96.7 The Ticket, adding, quote, just dumb remarks on my part. Of course, doing a Monday Night's on Raiders Chiefs game, the former Dallas Cowboys uh, QB voiced displeasure with how the NFL is enforcing 
the roughing of the passer penalty. Uh, quote, my hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next uh, set of meetings. And, you know, we take the dresses off. The three times Super Bowl champ said during the broadcast. And then the mob went after him because we're living in very, very soft and woke times where men can be men. And let's just face it, folks. The NFL, I'm going to be honest. This is a man's game. Women can't play in the NFL. Why? Because it's just too physical. I mean, you throw a woman out there on the field and name it wokeness. I wouldn't be surprised though. one day, you know, as woke as everything's gotten, a woman would get hurt on the football field. This is why he said we need to take the dresses off. Because men should not be wearing dresses for one thing. Men need to be men. This is the hurt game in the NFL, even though the the NFL has definitely tried to protect the quarterback. There was nothing wrong with what um Troy Aikman said. Aikman has been under siege ever since, with the QB being accused of being sexist and misogynistic. Well, guess what, folks? The NFL, it is a male sport. It is for men only. There has never been a woman get on the football field. And if there was, I'm pretty sure, you know, the NFL would actually be trying to protect women. That's all he's saying. I mean, you guys, you woke people out there got to face it. This is the hurt game. The NFL on the field is not for women. Women can only enjoy the game just like I can enjoy the game. I'm a man, too, and I can't even play football. I'm too small. You know, plus I wasn't uh, actually uh, born with uh, God given uh, talent to actually play in the NFL. But for Aikman to come out. And essentially bend the knee and apologize, even though it wasn't a direct apology. I believe it's kind of crazy here. I mean, even here, this is the clip of uh, Tom Brady going down. Uh, Daryl Moose Johnson, you know, former Dallas Cowboy and teammate of Troy Aikman. He was even critical of um, that. Now, of course, he didn't say uh, take the dresses off. But if he said it, you know what? Hey, I agree with him. I really, really do. I mean, it's just gotten so ridiculous, man. Nothing. Troy Aikman should not have to apologize for this. He was right on the money. Troy Aikman was an old school quarterback. No, back in the 1990s when safeties were actually able to play safety. I mean, you can actually hit people. Quarterbacks were getting hit all the time. That's why Troy Aikman only ended up playing 11 years. Because it was the hurt game. You got hurt. Then the NFL said, you know what? We need to protect quarterbacks more. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, you're seeing uh, quarterbacks now playing, what, 18 years, 19 years. What Tom Brady is doing is on another level. I mean, 20. this is his 23rd year at the QB position. You're probably not going to see that. You're not. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, I am very, very disappointed in the great Troy Aikman. Don't ever give these people an inch because it won't be enough because they're going to want a mile. If you give them a mile, then they're going to want three, five, six, ten miles. It will never be enough. Don't apologize to these people. Anyway, guys, let us know. Stick about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time.
on Black and White Sports. Matrix and Roadshow fans, we are back with another video. We're going to be talking about gay Superman. Now, I believe I made like uh, two or three videos on this uh, woke comic book series. And it's not about Clark Kent. It's not about that. But uh, this just tells you, man, that these comic book companies are dead. They're flopping. They're dead. They're not selling anything. They're taking existing characters and comic books that uh, fans have come to know and love. And they're changing them around. And gay Superman, it did not go well. It did not go well. They tried to do the same thing also, Robin. Also, I believe Batman as well. They're, they're coming for all of the major uh, comic book characters that people know and love. Now, Superman is my favorite one. And when I saw that they actually made um, a gay Superman, I knew, folks, that this was only going to be a matter of time before it got canceled. Here we go, guys. DC Comics cancels gay Superman comment due to dismal sales. Now, folks, I could have told them this. I knew that this was going to flop, but these comic book companies are run by activists. They're not actually fans of anything. They are activists. They want to push messaging. And in this uh, woke comic book series, not only was uh, Superman uh, gay, he was actually fighting uh, climate change and climate deniers. Nobody's picking up a Superman comic book for any of that. None of that. People pick up a Superman comic to see him fight Lex Luthor and other villains in the DC universe. But oh no, we have to pander to people that actually don't care about comic books. You know what, folks? The alphabet community didn't even buy this thing. The numbers for this are abysmal. Let's read this, though, guys. DC Comics has announced the end of his Woke Superman Son of Kal-El series at New York Comic Con as sales of the title continue to tank. And boy, they fell off a cliff. The series by writer Tom Taylor was launched with great fanfare a year ago, but has not stood the test of comic book sales. The series will end after only 18 issues. I'm shocked that it made it to 18. With his final new book hitting stands in December, according to Bounding in the Comets. Unfortunately for woke comic fans, DC's bisexual Superman who fights climate deniers totally bombed in sales. Why would they even put that in there? Why would they even put that in a comic book about him fighting uh, climate change and climate deniers? You know what folks know really, really hurt me about this? They got rid of um, Superman fighting for truth, justice and the American way. They took the American part out because um, these uh, comic books, comic book companies are now run by a bunch of anti-Americans. Superman is supposed to fight for truth, justice and the American way. And I believe they replaced the American way with um, a better tomorrow or something like that. In January, Bounding in the Comics reported the dismal sale of some of the title's early issues. Previous estimates for book sales showed it was in the gutter uh, with uh, Comicron 
uh, claiming the first book of Superman, Son of Kal-El, only sold 68,800 issues back in July when it first debuted. That was good for the 17th best-selling comic of the month. Wow. The most recent data compiled by uh, Comicron uh, reveals that the book's third issue only sold 34,000 copies in September. Folks, that's like half of what the uh, the first issue sold. That was good for the 77th best-selling comic of the month. That 68,800 number for the first issue is even worse when you compare it to previous Superman number one issues. When the series was uh, rebooted with um, rebooted when uh, My- Brian Michael uh, Bendis took over the title back in 2018, Superman number one sold 133,700 copies. And wow, then you go super duper woke, you go alphabet. And you sell 68,800. Wow. In comparison, other recent Superman number one edition sold 118,434 copies, 105,380 copies and 118,376 copies. The bisexual Superman title was so bad. It fell out of the top selling 50 comets by its third issue. Wow. This is just Staggering here, folks. Staggering. They destroyed Superman. Superman should be a slam dunk when it comes to comic books. But oh, no. Oh, no. We have to be woke. This is why Eric July created the Ripperverse. This is why Eric July has sold millions of dollars in comic books with Isom. This is why right here. He is succeeding while the woke comic book companies actually are failing now. This is the reason why he has succeeded. Um, It says right here. I'm just looking at this picture here. He sold three point seven million copies. I know he was well over three last time I checked. I don't know exactly what he's at now. But Eric July, just a regular guy. Is actually beating the big companies in comic books, D.C. Think about that. Superman should have been a slam dunk. But no, you had to push agenda. You didn't care about the existing fans. And I'm pretty sure that the fans were called homophobic for not actually going out and buying a woke garbage Superman comic book. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Matrix and Roadshow fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Well, guys, we are less than a month away from the midterm elections. And I believe that this midterm election is one of the most important ones in many, many years. Americans are suffering under Joe Biden and Democrats. People are poorer now than they have been in a very, very long time. We talked about gas prices. We talked about inflation. And when it comes to gas prices, folks, they're on the rise. They're on the rise. The Democrats hate American energy. 
They want to depend on foreign oil, but yet they don't want us to actually drill for oil here, you know, because of climate change. Well, guys, we got some devastating news here for uh, the Democrats. Because they are failing again and again and again. Now, I don't know why it is, folks. Um, Actually, I do know why it is. Seems like every time you get a Democrat in the White House, uh, things just kind of fall off the rails for Americans. Remember Barack Obama, the Great Recession, uh, longest recovery ever. And now you have the Beijing Biden regime here and um, inflation is out of control. Remember the Socialist Democrats and, um, you know, some uh, weak minded Republicans actually voted for the Inflation Reduction Act, even though it had nothing to do with uh, reducing inflation. Well, guys, check this out. It's worse now. U.S. inflation spikes to 8.2 percent. Now, this is over here on um, Newsmats. I found it also interesting, guys, that they have changed the definition of what a recession is. We are in a recession. Uh, even Biden now is actually talking about, well, if we have a recession, it's just going to be a little. No, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. But let's read this on Newsmats. Inflation in the United States accelerated in September, but the cost of housing and other necessities intensifying pressure on households, wiping out pay gains that many have received and ensuring that the Federal Reserve will keep raising interest rates aggressively. Yep. Because, folks, essentially inflation is so bad that you have lost a complete month of salary. Yeah, you can actually thank uh, Beijing Biden and his Socialist Democrats for that. Consumer prices rose 8.2 percent in September compared with a year earlier. The government said uh, Thursday on a month to month basis, prices increased 0.4 percent from August to September after having ticked up 0.1 percent from July to August. And folks, this is the last time we actually going to find out about inflation before the midterm elections. Now, my question is, why are you people that are voting Democrat? Why are you guys going to go out and continue to vote for Democrats next month? Why? Why are you going to go out there and vote for your own demise? I mean, folks, you people need to wake up. You people that are still supporting Joe Biden here, you need to wake up because you guys are just going to go out there and vote for your own demise. And you know what? It seems like uh, Mitch McConnell is perfectly okay with that because he's not fighting against this whatsoever. It goes on. It says, yet excluding the volatile categories of food and energy, so-called core inflation jumped last month, a sign that the Fed's five five radar heights this year have so far done little to cool inflation pressures. The core inflation climbed 0.6% from August to September and 6.6% over the past 12 months. The yearly core figure is the biggest increase in 40 years. Core prices typically provide a clear picture of underlying price trends. Yeah, your bread, your eggs, Going way up in price. And by the way, folks, you still can't get baby formula. Have you guys noted noticed that? Well, thank you, Joe Biden and Socialist Democrats. Why will you people go out there and vote for these people? Major U.S. markets swung sharply lower with the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, futures uh, moving 
from several hundred points up to a 400 point decline in seconds. Markets in Europe tumbled as well. Thursday's report represents the final U.S. inflation figures before the November 8 midterm elections after a campaign season in which uh, spiking prices have fueled public anxiety with many Republicans casting blame on Beijing, Biden and congressional Democrats. Inf- inflation has swollen uh, families, grocery bills, rents and utility costs, among other expenses. Causing hardships for many and deepening uh, pessimism about the economy, despite strong job growth and historically low unemployment. You know what, though? That kind of happens, though, when you have a uh, very, very high inflation. The unemployment rates are usually uh, pretty low here. As the election nears, Americans are increasingly taking a dim view of their finances. According to a new poll by the Associated Associated Press, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research, roughly 46 percent of people now describe their personal financial situation as poor. Up from 37 percent in March, that's a nine Percentage point increase right there. That's just unbelievable, guys. Unbelievable that people are really, really suffering this much. Unreal. That sizable drop contrasts with the most um, steady uh, readings that have lasted during the pandemic. The September inflation numbers aren't likely to change the Fed's plans to uh, keep hiking uh, rates aggressively in an effort to uh, rest inflation under control. The Fed has boosted its short term uh, rate by three percentage points since March, the fastest pace of heights since the early 1980s. Those increases are intended to uh, raise borrowing costs for mortgages, auto loans and business loans and cool inflation by slowing the economy. Now, I believe I've actually talked about this uh, before here. My home right now, I have a good interest rate right now because I locked it in in 2015. I've had uh, mortgage companies call me about uh, refinancing. And the first thing that they ask me, what is your interest rate right now to your pen? I tell them and then they, you know what they tell me? Well, OK, have a nice day because there is nothing they can actually do for me. Nothing. This is just unreal, guys. Unreal. That we are suffering this much right now. I mean, these Democrats, man, they hate your guts. Folks, I'm afraid it's going to be a poor, poor Christmas for a whole bunch of people here, folks. Because I'm foreseeing that um, inflation is going to keep creeping up and creeping up and creeping up. Uh, Your Thanksgiving not going to be as uh, good. Christmas not going to be as good. Hey, but I'm. No recession, right? At least that's what they're lying to you about. The mainstream media, the Democrats, Joe Biden, they're lying to you about a recession. We are in a recession. We have been that way for a while right now. But folks, you got to wake up. You cannot go out there and vote for Democrats. They're they're only going to make things worse. They're only going to make things worse, folks. This is just crazy, crazy right here. I don't like actually bringing bad news to the viewers. I really, really don't. But I have to be real. Why are you going to go out there and vote for Democrats next month? Why? And I believe uh, early voting is probably started for um, 
for some states. Uh, here in Texas, at the end of the month, we're going to have our early voting. You can't vote for Democrats. You just can't do it. I mean, swallow your pride. Stop voting Democrat. We need to we need to change. I mean, two years is enough votes. Two years of this is enough. Day one, when Joe Biden came in, killed the Keystone Pipeline, killed oil and gas in this country. And the prices for that you're paying at the pump keep going up. Inflation still out of control. This man, Joe Biden, gaff after gaff after gaff. He doesn't know where he is half the time. Uh, shaking hands with the air. Why are you people still supporting him? Why? That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm pretty sure by now many of you guys know that... um. Raiders player Devontae Adams actually got charged with assault. Now, you guys probably already saw the video. He was frustrated after the game and he's walking back to the locker room and a cameraman got in the way and he just pushed him. And the guy fell down and reportedly uh, the guy got a concussion. Now, when I saw that happen, folks, the race car never came into play for me. To me, this is not a racial situation. And I'm mainly talking about uh, Devontae Adams actually getting uh, charged with assault. There's nothing racist about this whatsoever. He pushed the man. The man fell down and hit his head. It's just that simple. I mean, Devontae Adams, he's not going to jail or anything like that. None whatsoever. But to people in the woke sports media, it's actually racist that um, Devontae Adams was actually charged with assault. You probably know who we're talking about. Jamel Hill. Look at this on our kid, guys. Jamel Hill calls it racist to charge Devontae Adams for assaulting someone. Now, let's have a little bit of a refresher here on um, what actually did happen here. Now, right here, let me roll it back because I kind of looked at it before. Devontae Adams walking back and then. The guy just kind of crossed paths with him. And then he just, bam, just pushed him to the ground. But to Jamel Hill, she put this out. She says, totally on brand for how black men are treated by the police. Willing to go above and beyond to prove a point. Now, this is in response to uh, Devontae Adams actually being charged with a misdemeanor assault. She put that out there. Now, here's here's the problem with this, folks. One of the problems here. This had nothing to do with the police. Nothing whatsoever. Jamel Hill is a moron. This had nothing to do with police. And I believe. um, Yeah. Look at this uh, first um, response right here, guys. This uh, person says, uh, did the police rough him up uh, the way he did the cameraman? No, the police never even touched Devontae Adams. They didn't. 
Jamel Hill is an idiot, a woke clown. But this is, you know, the kind of stuff that she spews. She sees everything through a racial lens. And it's pretty disgusting, guys. It really, really is. I don't want to live my life every day seeing racism everywhere. She's blaming the police, even though the police had nothing to do with this. Look at this here. Because um, one person in the comment section actually uh, told her, I'm not sure how this is racist. Dude shoved another dude down on on camera. And he did. And then Jamel Hill says police have a certain amount of discretion, just like uh, with with uh, speeding tickets. Devontae Adams was wrong and admitted it. Does this rise to the level of um, putting uh, this through the criminal justice system? Reminds me of uh, whatever it is. I don't need to click on it. OK. Devontae Adams was wrong. Did he actually come out and apologize? Yes. The man was caught up in a moment, but he was wrong. He was wrong. This is just simple misdemeanor assault. Nothing's really going to happen to the man. I mean, Jamel Hill is just an idiot right here. An idiot. And she keeps going on. The police make discretionary calls all the time. The dude can get money without criminal charges. Just file a civil suit and be done with it. Well, what Devontae Adams did was wrong. It was assault. It was. My goodness, man, I am so sick of Jamel Hill. I don't see how she actually um, still is actually covering sports. I mean, she's a racist. She is a racist, folks. Everything, every aspect of her life is seen through a racial lens. This is the problem here with the far left, man. They just race bait, race bait, race bait. Jamel Hill is good for nothing. She's a far left woke progressive and if you're a white person, oh, you're racist to her. This is the kind of person that she is. She is despicable and disgusting. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Matrix and Roadshow fans, we are back with another video. We're going to be talking about Madonna here in this video. The Material Girl. Now, guys, we are all getting older. We cannot stop the aging process, even though you have uh, these celebrities today. They're they're spending thousands of dollars on their body. I believe in aging gracefully. OK, like um, Elizabeth Hurley, Elizabeth Hurley, if I'm not mistaken, I believe she is 57. She looks amazing. She eats right. She works out. And I don't believe she's had a, a bunch of these plastic surgeries and on um, these uh Brazilian butt lifts. I mean, those Brazilian butt lifts look weird. I mean, that is not a natural butt. That's what uh, Kim Kardashian actually got done. And you starting to see other people actually get that done, too. Madonna also had has it as well. It does not look right. And Madonna is going to be the primary focus here. This video. Now, Madonna 
used to be a very, very beautiful woman. She was talented, could actually sing. But something happened to her, folks. Maybe she started thinking, you know what? I'm getting over the age of 60 now. Now I need to start doing these extreme things to my body. And Madonna looks terrible. She looks terrible. She got that butt lift and it looked awful. Now, Madonna, you know, she's always been um, one of these uh, type of singers, you know, know out there that would uh, that was always more sexual. She was always like that. And even into her 60s now, she still wants to hold on to that. But folks, what she has done to her body looks terrible. I believe that Madonna could have aged gracefully. But you know what? She fell victim to uh, the plastic surgery, the implants. It looks terrible, guys. But check this out on OutKick. Madonna now looks like an alien. I'm not making this up, folks. She put a new post on Instagram and boy. She looks terrible. Now, Madonna is 64 years old. And boy, she she has seen better days. This may have been the worst she's ever looked. I believe I put up a video on this channel a couple of years ago. Madonna was actually in a bathtub. She had actually made an Instagram post. And this one, when everybody's locked down, I was like, what are you doing? But even she looked way better in the bathtub in that video from two years ago than what she does now. Let's read this, guys. It says if Madonna told her plastic surgeon to make her look more like Marilyn Manson, then it's mission accomplished for the pop legend and her doctor. In a video posted this week on Instagram, Madonna showed off her new uh, filtered look where the 64 year old freaked out her fans with a new look. That has to be what we'll see when the aliens finally come uh, take over our planet. The reviews are in and Madonna's fans can't figure out why the pop is going uh, for a weekly world news alien cover look. Now, this is just scary, folks. You have been warned here. You've been warned. Yeah. This is what she looks like now. Now, I'm not exactly sure when this pitch on the right was um made. Oh, actually, it does say uh, 2018. So this would be a 60 year old Madonna right here. And for 60, she looks pretty good right there. This is 64 year old Madonna here on the left. I mean, this just looks scary right here. I mean, the jawline is different. I don't even know what to make of this, folks. I don't. But. This is the video here, and it was actually posted on uh, Instagram. I don't even need to play it. I'm not going to play it. First of all, this music and we don't want to get copyrighted. But this is just terrifying right here. Terrifying that Madonna has actually done this to herself. I mean, this is just insane right here. Completely insane that she has done this. I mean, she went from this right here just four years ago, because I believe that's roughly about the same same time period right there. To this. It looks terrible. She has butt implants. And now she's done this to her face. She looks horrible, folks. Horrible. My goodness. Wow. Wow. Um, It does say here and people are actually um, trashing her for this, too. Look at this. 
Um, it goes here. It says, uh, let's go to the comments to see how fans are reacting to such a shocking new look. Now, quote, what in the beautiful people is going on here? Marilyn Manson. Uh, she could have uh, grown old gracefully. That's what I said. It's sad, to, it's sad to see she felt that she had to pump all that crap into her face. She doesn't look like Madonna anymore. No, she doesn't. If her name wasn't above this post, I I have honestly thought it was Marilyn Manson. Uh, you all need to get life and stop with these uh, gross comments. Her life, uh, she doesn't owe you anything or any explanation entitled free. So that's just one person right there that's. You know, perfectly okay with Madonna doing that. I mean, she could do what she wants to do, but man, this looks bad. Another comment here says, I'm sorry, but this looks scary. You are beautiful just the way you were. Sad that so many women fall victim to wanting to look uh, 20 forever and go overboard with fillers and surgery. And this one says she was uh, so stunning. She doesn't even slightly resemble herself before all the procedures she had. It makes me uh, really uh, sad because she was such a beautiful woman and always will be an icon. But anytime I see pictures now, she's starting to resemble an alien more and more. And they're right about this, folks. And Madonna's 64 and um, she's dating like a 20 to 24 year old men. It seems like, you know, she just doesn't want to age. She wants to uh, still look the way she did in um, her 20s. Now, to me, she was beautiful in her 20s, 30s, 40s. I would say even 50s. But once she got over to 60, man, she started doing this crazy stuff to her body. And I was like, man, this is just awful. This she looks terrible, guys. Really, really terrible. Now, I never expected Madonna to actually change her personality. I always believed that she was going to be, you know, the same person that she was in her 20s. And 30s, I didn't think she would ever change. I didn't. But man, what she has done physically to herself. This is awful, man. This is awful. I'm, I mean, guys, I, I am over the age of 40. I'm 45. I don't have any hair anymore. I've accepted that. I have gray hair in my goatee now. I've accepted that. You know, I'm just going to age. Eventually, I'm going to get wrinkles. I would never get any cosmetic surgery done to my body. That isn't medically necessary. You know, like if I got burned or something like that, I would not do that. I'm perfectly OK with um, the wrinkles. And it is the way it is. That's called aging. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Matrix and Roadshow fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time.